Hi, welcome to Habits and Hope, and thank you for joining me for another daily Bible reading. Right now, we are working together on developing the habit of reading the daily word. Now, I must say this, I'm already doing it. This is, I'm kind of now doing it several times a day, honestly. I have my time, and then I have this Bible study time, and then I have my other daily reading, which I'm now sharing with you until I just feel like God says to do something else. But this is where he told me to go, and this is not a regular episode. Um, I think I do feel like there is at least an episode in the works and some things that he's revealed to me that may be coming soon. But for now, we're just going to keep reading the word together. And um, I am today reading out of a new Bible. Um, still getting familiar with it, but it is the Tony Evans Study Bible, the Christian Standard ver- Bible version. And basically, you know, I've read, I realized the other day, you know, I'm like, I have read the life application bible for by golly i think like over 20 years (laughs) and you know i've done a few other bibles and i think i've tried to go without a study bible and then i'm like i need the history i need what this word means i need some references and then like nope and i really haven't ever ventured outside of the life application as far as study bibles go and i made the decision you know what i'm gonna make that decision now so, um, it's good to get additional opinion. It doesn't mean you fully <clears throat> go into everything that they say. I think, you know, the history should be, you know, true and correct, but there's a little bit of interpretation sometimes in the commentary. I have always found that I take like, well, I take what the Holy Spirit tells me. And then if I still am struggling with something then I get multiple sources and I'm talking, these are good sources, you know, um, Gosh, I'm going to blank on his name, Chuck, whatever his name is. Um, he's one of the commentary I read a lot of times. Um, but sometimes it just doesn't, I'm like, I just, I'm not getting it or something's just missing. Um, and so, you know, I just will keep seeking from reputable sources to get where I have a piece about something or a true understanding of something. And even if that means you read one verse that day, you are better off than, you know, because you understand it. And I know sometimes it can be very intimidating, but every step you make towards this, you know, we're reading it, whether we're reading it together. I mean, I I would love for you to be pulling out a Bible and listening along, but if you're in the car and you're getting some of the word, you're better off. And just remember, (laughs) if our scripture is only coming once a week, and it's only in the few verses that sometimes the pastors read, we are not connected with God. And that comes up here today in this scripture. So um, I'm going to start reading and um, we'll hit on that again in a second. So we are in First John chapter 3 and I'm starting in verse 1. See what great love the Father has given us, that we should be called God's children. And we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Friends, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him, because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone who commits sin practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that he was revealed so that we, he might take away our sins. 
and there is no sin in him, and everyone who remains in him do not, does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. Children, let no one deceive you. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who commits sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God was revealed for this purpose, to destroy the devil's work. works. <laughs> Everyone who has been born of God does not sin. Because his seed remains in him, he is not able to sin. Because he has been born of God. This is how God's children and the devil's children become obvious. Whoever does not do what is right is not of God, especially the one who does not love his brother or sister. So, <laughs> a few things in here, and man, I feel like you could really deep dive into this. But um, for one, I really like this one like little commentary here, and it just says, this is again in the, the Tony Evans Study Bible. This father... This father business is a mere religious talk or an attempt to tap into the power of positive thinking. If you are a Christian, you have a perfect heavenly father who loves you and doesn't share any of the failures of your earthly father. What's more, he is the king of creation, your royalty. Nevertheless, do not be surprised when the world rejects you. It rejected God's son because it did not know him either. You're in good company. So a cause for celebration is we are now God's children and um, we are accepted into family, we are royalty, and those are all amazing things. But then it kind of goes into this separation of who is really in Christ and who is not. Um, Christ doesn't sin and we are covered by his righteousness. But basically, I think that the main thing is just saying is if you're doing what is right, is righteous. And if you're committing sin, you're not walking in Christ. If you're able to keep living in sin and doing the things that would not be basically approved by God or Christ, then you're not walking with Christ. But here's something that stands out the most to me in this. Is it saying, where did it say it? It says... Um, no, I can't find it. Basically, he is saying, if you don't know him, then you're likely to be in sin, if that makes sense. Um, I totally lost where I was referring it to it. Um, <laughs> sorry. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with my eyes. I just, they just aren't focusing very well. Um, we know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Um, everyone who remains in him does not sin. Everyone who sins has not seen him or known him. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Sorry. Um, and, um, basically if we really, really know Christ, just like I was talking before, beyond the few verses on a Sunday that someone reads to us, but really getting into his words, spending time in prayer, spending time in solitude, um, you know, worship and, and all of the pieces that connect us to God. I mean, it's just like trying to call on, like, you, how, how well does it work when you don't plug your phone in? It doesn't really have power, right? So it's like being plugged in draws on the power of Christ and helps us to remain in him and remain righteous. But, and it's pretty hard to be really in the word and keep just doing things as you were doing things. Um, 
and so it's just saying and, and there's a piece of God in us like that seed it refers to but um it just becomes obvious if they're really really connected to God and really in the word and really having that relationship because when they are not they tend to be pulled to the devil and the devil doesn't make a sin but he can kind of tempt us and lead us to sin but on the other hand God can assist us and empower us to not sin when we lean in on him okay I don't know why my eyes are so blurry (laughs) I don't know maybe it's um uh, the age that I'm knocking on here is, is um, bothering my eyes. So I'm trying to get through this. Okay, so I'm now picking back up in verse 11. And the title of this section is Love is Action. For this is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another, unlike Cain, who was of the evil one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder murder him? Because his deeds were evil and his brothers were righteous. Do not be surprised, brothers and sisters, that the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we have love, because we love our brothers and sisters. The one who does not love remains in death. Everyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life residing in him. This is how we have come to know love. He laid down his life for us. We should also lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has this world's goods and sees a fellow believer in need, but withholds passion from him, how does God's love reside in him? Little children, let us not love in word or speech, but in action and in truth. This is how we will know we belong to the truth, and we will reassure our hearts before him. Whenever our hearts condemn us, For God is greater than our hearts, and he knows all things. Dear friends, if our hearts don't condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive whatever we ask from him because we keep his commands and do what is pleasing in his sight. Now this is his command, that we believe in the the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commanded us. The one who keeps his commands remains in him, and he in him. And the way we know that he remains in us is from the spirit he has given us. And this is a a similar message in so many ways, but I feel like it's a little prettier picture in so, so many ways. Um, one, again, it's still saying like, well, we could recognize that Cain was not righteous and we could recognize that his brother was. Of course, I think sometimes it's easier probably to recognize um, the Cains of the world because sometimes they stand a little bit more. But it's letting you know that it's natural for those that are walking in darkness and evil and so forth and sinful ways to hate you for your righteousness. I know that sounds horrible, but it's normal. And he's just letting us know that. But that you who hate or anyone who hates his brother or sister is a murderer. And that murder, a murderer has... No murderer has eternal life residing in him. And uh, the love that we truly know, like we really recognize love, it says, by basically looking to Christ who laid down his life for us. And that we should be willing to lay down our life for our brothers and sisters as well. Um, so he is the picture. Ooh, I apologize. It's that time. <laughs> Um, but he is the picture perfect of example of love for us. 
And, um, let's say, sorry, I lost, <laughs> lost my, my spot there. Um, whenever our hearts condemn us, um, <laughs> I don't know why my eyes are having so much trouble focusing. Sorry. This is how we will know we belong to the truth and we will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us for God is greater than our hearts and he knows all things. So <clears throat> when we know that we belong to our truth, belong to the truth, and we reassure our hearts before him because his heart, his ways and so forth are bigger than what we are our realm of understanding and knowledge and he knows all things and um basically it says in the notes this might help me get the words out the idea here is that when you serve others in love god will calm your heart when you're in turmoil like he can he can wrangle it under control and help us walk in the truth and so forth. Um, and it's just a constant reminder of um, loving your brothers and sisters, basically. And I don't know why I'm struggling with this one so much, but that's okay. Um, hopefully that makes you understand the struggle and when you makes you feel normal when you're having that trouble. So, And then I really love just that if we, if our hearts don't condemn us, you know, if we kind of, if if we're not being condemned that we need to fix something basically we have confidence before god if we if we can truly stand before god and like not be like oh, i really hope he doesn't remember this part which we all know he will <laughs> then it's saying if we're keeping our his commands we're doing what's right in his sight we're doing what's pleasing to him then truly if we Believe in the name of the, his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he commands us, and all those things, it's basically saying that we have the right to ask him for things. Um, he's listening to us. We are right in his eyes. He wants to bless us. And this is not some kind of, um, you know, prosperity gospel or anything like that. This, because as soon as greed comes in, we are no longer pleasing in his sight. But truly, if we are truly walking in the right things, we can have confidence when we go to God and say, you know, you know, maybe, you know, you're really trying to do what's right. And you're like, God, I'm struggling here and I need peace in this or I need whatever. And, but you're doing all the other things that are pleasing in his sight. You can have confidence and it's based in scripture and you can use his scripture and you can say, God, it says here in first John three, um, 21 through 24, that, um, if I'm doing these things that are pleasing in your sight and I believe in the name of the son of Jesus Christ and I love one another and so on and so forth, that it says, and I keep his commands that, that we can ask from him and receive because we keep, because we are doing those things basically. So, um, you can rest in his promises. He is a good God and he loves to bless us, but you know, he sometimes corrects us too. So, um, because in the end, what matters most is that you get to celebrate in heaven with him and he wants nothing more than an eternity with you. And so he really will let you hurt a little bit here for the long eternity picture. 
So I'm going to wrap that up and I'm sorry that I was a little bit of a struggle tonight. Maybe it was just the change of Bible because it's a little bit new and I have to save that Bible for reading on my own because the life application Bible, I'm so used to reading it and where everything is. Um, then maybe I'll just stick to that for reading for you guys. But otherwise, have a blessed day and hopefully I will see you tomorrow for another daily Bible reading. Thanks.